The following is a hoop bowl presentation. What up, what up, what up, hoop ballers? And welcome to another edition of DFS Today. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and this is your Sunday Halloween edition. We have a nice four-game main slate and then a showdown slate earlier in the day. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, there are three opportunities for showdown slates if you really wanted. Uh, but I like the, the main slate there, but we got a nice one. One The early game tips off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have uh, two at 7, one at 7.30, and then one late game all the way at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just a five five games to break down. Going to be really quick. Going to run through this one um, so everybody can enjoy their Sunday Halloween. We can touch on the showdown and then touch on who we like down there in the main slate. But this is going to be a pretty pretty good one, I think. Uh, hopefully everybody had some fun for Halloween weekend or is going to have some fun for Halloween weekend. Uh, dress it up, all of your different dis- costumes, designs, creations, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a fun one out there. Uh, before I get into it, I do want to give a shout-out over to our guys at manscaped.com, the number one men's below-the-waist groomer out there. Uh, check out their fantastic line of products from the Crop Preserver, the Crop Preserver, uh, all of their trimmers. Uh, they have the lawnmower 3.0 now. The 2.0 is just as fantastic as is the 1.0, but it is all the way upgraded to the 3.0 now. Uh, and you can get all of this and much, much, much more in the Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, it's highly recommended if you haven't tried out these products yet. Just try one. See how you like it. You will. And then go for that Perfect Package 3.0. It's fantastic. And the best thing is you can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. The holidays right around the corner. There is no better time to jump in there at manscaped.com, get some products, and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. All right, let us jump right into this showdown slate. Uh, we have a 219.5 game total. The Mavs are 4.5 point home favorites, and they'll be taking on the Sacramento Kings for this one. On the injury report, we have Kristaps Porzingis and Sterling Brown as questionable for the Mavs. And there's nobody uh, on the Kings on the main roster, on the NBA roster, that is currently out or questionable or probable as of this moment. So let's jump on over to uh, what I'm looking for. We'll see Sacramento. I think uh, whether you play at anyone in captain or not, I think Holmes, Halliburton are super cheap here. Um, you're going to want to throw them in. They are 7K and 7.2 respectively. Even Buddy Heald, you get some solid discount. They're only 7.4. Uh, we see everybody obviously gets a little bit of a price jump when they're playing. He showed on slate, but I think those are still solid prices there. Um, and we could still put in a Fox or a Barnes. Uh, I prefer Fox, but 
Barnes has been playing out of his mind. I do think Heald, Halliburton, Holmes are very, very solid plays, and I'll have a lot of exposure to them in the showdown slate. I think Davion Mitchell at 4-4 is a very cheap guy. Uh, We know he's part of the rotation, getting a ton of minutes. Played 29 in that last one. Uh, He has three games over 29 minutes of the five, so he is definitely part of the rotation. Only costs 4-4. Very good price tag. Likewise with Mo Harkless, only 2-8, and we know he's even even started a game. Uh, He's definitely part of the rotation. He's playing 20. He's played. 22, 23, 25, 24, pretty much half the game in four contests so far, and he's only 2-8. That's a guy that's going to make a lot of lineups. Uh, Tristan Thompson doesn't play too much, but he is super cheap as well. Only 3K. Uh, you can throw him in there if you're if you're digging for change out there and you want to just stack it with the highest price guys. Uh, those are the guys pretty much I'm going for. I, I like. I think Davion... Uh, Moharkos are super cheap. We can afford other guys. I think Rashawn Holmes, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, in that order. And so I like those guys. Very, very affordable. Uh, definitely going to have those guys in my lineup. On the other side of the ball, I mean, Luca's still there. We're going to want to get exposure to Luca, whether it's in the captain slot or not. Uh, Porzingis, we know, is questionable entering the game. So is Sterling Brown. Uh, so we'll see exactly how that rotation sh- shakes out. But if there's no Porzingis... Um, we see Maxi Kleba, another super dirt cheap option at 2K, gonna make a lot of lineups. Uh, we know what he did a couple games ago with that monster double double with six blocks. Uh, so he's a guy who's gonna be making a lot of lists if Porzingis does not show up here. Um, and at 2K, well, I mean, why not? Can't fault that at all. Uh, Reggie Bullock, 3200. If no Porzingis, no Sterling Brown, uh, he's been starting. And at 3,200, you can do a lot worse throwing him in your lineup, fitting Luka, fitting a Fox, both of them together, uh, and still have room to play with. Jalen Brunson, to me, becomes a lot more of the of a scoring option if there's no Porzingis. He gets extra minutes. He gets extra shots. He gets extra usage touches that are left behind with no Porzingis. So uh, he would be a guy that I am targeting if... There is no Porzingis. Uh, they, they'll play smaller a lot, and he will get a lot of extra minutes there. And that's uh, that's likely it. can look at Tim Hardaway Jr. I just think the other side of the ball has people slightly cheaper that I would much rather prefer. Um, but this is gonna this the value on this team hinges on Porzingis. Is he gonna play or is he not gonna play? Uh, if he doesn't play, we know Luca just takes a little bit of a bump up in value, even though it's hard to already uh, to do that when you're him. But, yeah, I think uh, it helps get Bullock. It helps get Kleba. helps get Brunson at cheap prices, uh, knowing that they're going to be more a lot more usage to go around in minutes. And we're seeing Reggie Bullock start. We're seeing Maxi Kleba have himself a fantastic game. And Jalen Brunson takes on all that extra responsibility. So, um, hoping for Porzingis not to play, and then it just makes – Filling out this lineup and getting Luca in your captain spot, just super, super easy. All right, let's jump on over to the main slate of the of the day, uh, that part of it. We have the Portland Trailblazers traveling all the way to Charlotte to take on the Hornets in that first game. Uh, that's going to tip off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a 229.5 game total, which is the highest of the docket. 
Uh, and then we have the Hornets as one point road or home dogs. Uh, they're getting one point in this game. On the injury report, we have um, Terry Rozier as probable. Everyone else is in the G League or two-way. Uh, and then on the Blazers, we have Tony Snell as probable for this one. So pretty healthy both ways um, all the way around on this this game. Start with the Blazers. They are the away team in this one. Um, we know that the Hornets are giving up points in bunches. They are super fun to watch, but they are super fast. Uh, and you're going to love to go against these guys. They are just one of the bottom five teams in give points given up. And that's just a product of how they play and how they have been. Uh, how they want to play is fast, 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 extra possessions, lots of shots. Uh, so we love that when we see them on the schedule and you're looking at Portland, you see Dame, you see McCollum, um, a lot to like there. I think both these guys are going to make fantastic options. Uh, you don't have to f- always worry about this game being a blowout. Uh, but the Hornets did get blown out by the heat the other night. So there is that outside of that game. They've been playing extremely well. Um, and that makes me feel very comfortable going Dame or McCollum. Uh, obviously, I prefer Dame, but if you don't have the cap room to do so, McCollum is a very solid uh, fallback option there. Nurkic has been playing rock solid. Uh, gets a fantastic matchup, one of the best matchups for centers. Um, <clears throat> the Hornets are in the bottom 7-8 in uh, points given up to centers at the center position at the moment. So Nurk is really looking well there uh normally normal circumstances i would say similar things for norman powell but after only playing that 24 minutes in the last one yes it was a blowout so they didn't fully have to do so um but only playing 24 minutes coming off that weird knee injury slash potential long-term knee injury um i'm not super comfortable there but at only 5k still affordable if you wanted to take chances on him um but it does come with a lot of pause with that knee condition. Um, and if he didn't play, Nasir Little would be a guy that I would like to go to. But uh, with all of them back, with Powell back, Little back, Covington probably playing, could playing, uh, slide to play some small forward. Uh, maybe Tony Snell comes and plays a couple extra minutes as well. Probably just going to leave all that alone. I think we can go attack the top three big guys. And then leave the rest for after. Uh, though Larry Nance Jr. at 3,500, uh, even if he's playing minutes in the low to high teens, I think can bring back value there. So that'd be a guy that, if I am um, hunting for cheap, cheap plays on this four game slate, that's a guy that I throw it in there and uh, hope he plays a little bit better than he has or gets a couple extra minutes. On the other side of the ball, we have the Hornets. Uh, we'll start with Lamella Ball, Miles Bridges, two guys that have been carrying this team lately. Uh, Ball had hit himself a, a slight snag the last couple games, uh, and he's at 7,800 now. Probably just going to leave him alone, though it is a great matchup. I uh, can't fault you for taking shots at him in GPPs, cash games. I, I would rather just leave that alone. Uh, he has a similar price tag to CJ McCollum on the other side of the ball. Uh, but for some reason, Lamelo's just not hitting that 30-minute mark yet. He's only hit it in two of f- uh, six games 
similar to last year, but he's at least he's starting this year. Uh, but he's still not getting thrown into the fire just yet. Again, only hit 30 minutes in two of those six games, one of them being last game. Uh, he has a combined five of 28 from the field in the last two games. I expect that to change in reverse course, uh, him bring back solid value here. I'll take chances on him in GPPs, but until he hits that 30-something mark, he's always coming with slight pause because of it. Uh, the guy has all the talent in the world. Would love to play him here. Um, but in cash games, just because he's not consistently go playing 35 minutes for some reason, uh, got to give slight pause there. Miles Bridges, the other guy, been playing out of his mind. Uh, we're hearing all the contract rumors, and yes, the Hornets are regretting it as of yet, but we'll see if he can continue this uh, insane play that he has been putting up lately. I think 7-4 is a decent price tag for him. Uh, I don't know how much I'll run to him, but I don't fully hate it with the way he's playing right now. We have Terry Rozier as probable, which puts a dent in the rest of the guys like uh, Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington, Ish Smith. Everybody's going to get slightly less minutes, um, and they've been all where I'd like it. I would take the chance on Ish Smith, 3,700. Uh, we talked about Lamella Ball not hitting over 30 minutes in most of the game so far, um, and that means Ish Smith is playing extra minutes here, and he has been. He's never played – or this season he hasn't played a game less than 18 minutes uh, and he's only played that twice uh, under 20 minutes twice of the six games so getting a nice chunk Darren at 3700 we can take that plunge uh, where we have a lot of big names even though it's a four game slate we have a lot of big games on this docket here uh, so we're going to want to find value where we can Ish Smith is value uh, even if Rosier plays I still think 18 minutes or so is uh, like the bar for him, which we've been seeing at the expense of LaMelo a lot. And that's pretty much where I'm hitting on over there. Uh, we will jump on over to the other game that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Utah Jazz going to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. We have a pick em here, uh, and the over-under is a solid 224. On the injury report, we don't have anyone submitted as of yet. Uh, both these guys play the other day, so we will see exactly. Um, we know Conley didn't play last night, so got to pay attention to him. Rudy Gay was on the injury report, didn't play. Got to pay attention to him. Um, I believe Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez were already set said to going to miss the next two games, so it's likely they missed this one as well. Uh, Bobby Portis is a guy we'll have to keep an eye on. He's been missing a few games, so um, keep an eye on him if they're going to play him. Um, and anyone else who picked up a nick or bruise, because the Bucks played on Saturday as well. Uh, but anyway, we'll start with the Utah Jazz. Um, this, this is going to be a fun game. Two of the better defensive teams in the league. Two teams that like to shoot a lot of threes, uh, whether they're playing fast or slowing it down. Um, and two teams that could see each other in the finals, potentially. But we'll start with the Jazz. We have Mitchell. We have Gobert. Uh, I think Gobert is in a very solid spot. We don't have a Brook Lopez. We're seeing Giannis play a lot of center minutes, 
And while he might be a matchup nightmare for Gobert, Gobert does have the size advantage. Uh, so we'll see if he can use that. Uh, we'll see if that's a uh, deter- <clears throat> deterrent to his value or a boon to his value going against Giannis for the majority of it. Uh, obviously, Giannis is much more athletic, and the and that might play a big part in what Gobert does here, but um, he should be able to do pretty solid. Outside of him, we have Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, all similar price tags. Uh, Royce with the drop to 4-5, Bogdanovich with the high to 5-2. I'm looking um, mainly at Bojan here. I think 5-2 is a solid price tag to uh, throw in for a guy who we know what he does. Maybe he doesn't do the peripherals, but he can score. Uh, it's not like we're paying an arm and leg for him, and that's what I'm looking for in this particular matchup. A lot, get a lot of threes. The the Bucks last couple of seasons have been known to give up a lot of threes. Uh, they can be beat on the three-point line, and Bohan is likely their best shooter that's going to be playing. Um, and for that cheap of value, I'll take a chance that the trend continues, especially without a Drew Holiday, their best perimeter defender, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, one of their better perimeter defenders, and Brooke Lopez. Uh, that's just a lot of bodies to be missing. Hopefully, Bilhan finds himself on the three-point line. Open a lot during the night, um, so I'm going to take some chances there. I think Royce O'Neal, 4-5, is just a guy, uh, not someone I'm running to the <laughs> running into my lineup, but uh, he can bring back 20 points. It uh, doesn't have a rock bottom floor, but 20 points if you need it. Don't think that's bad. Maybe he just misses value, but uh, there's a lot of big names here that we're going to want to try and get into our lineups. So I think that makes sense to try and get cheaper guys where we can, uh, that we feel a little comfortable with. Maybe the, the ceiling isn't great, but the floor doesn't crumble you at the same time. All right, on the buck side of the ball, we're likely not going to have Holiday. We're likely not going to have Lopez. Uh, so we're seeing the Antetokounmpo brothers both start in the front court uh, with Middleton, Allen, George Hill. Uh, we'll see what happens with Bobby Portis. That's something he didn't play on Saturday for rest purposes. So we're going to see if um, he's going to play here. It says he was on track to play, so he likely should. And he might start. We don't know. He only played this one game so far this year. Played 15 minutes. Um, They said conditioning. So I'm not 100% sure even if he plays, if he starts. He would be a smash play at 4-2 if he got the start at center. Would love it. Uh, But I just, it's very hard to know how many minutes he's going to play. That said, we can definitely take a shot at him on a four-game slate like this with all these big names. We can take a shot at 4-2. Definitely keep an eye out on if he's going to play big minutes or not, but it's not something that uh, we totally have to be scared of. I think Giannis makes sense. I know he's 11K. Uh, This game shouldn't be a blowout, which I don't know if I can say the same for the next game or the game after that. Houston, LA, Brooklyn, Detroit, uh, Giannis. You might feel a little bit more comfortable uh, paying up for him on a slate like this especially uh, knowing that some of these other big names and these big teams are going against the bottom feeders of the NBA. But we will see. Uh, Obviously, if you don't get Giannis in your lineup, you want to 
get some exposure to Chris Middleton. I think Grayson Allen at, at 47 is also cheap. Uh, he's getting a lot of minutes. He's taking a lot of shots. Most of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. Uh, a monster amount, 9, 8, 9, 8, 8, 10. Uh, that's how many threes he've ta- he's taken each game. Um, there's only two to three shots at most a game that he's taking that aren't behind a three-point line. So he's just gunning and gunning and gunning. And they're giving him free reign. Uh, and he's doing pretty well. He has double-digit points in every single game this year. He has uh, steals in most of them. He's pitching in with three to five rebounds a game, uh, getting a couple assists. But those three balls are legit. I know 4,700, slightly above where I want him to be. I don't think that the upside is necessarily there. Um, but it's not bad. It, it's, it's not bad price tag to pay, especially if Bobby Portis doesn't play. Uh, there's just extra minutes in that rotation. Everybody gets bumped down a little bit. Bobby Portis doesn't play. I guess you can look at Donisys, uh at 3,200. Uh, not Don't love it, but he's going to get run, even if it's in the teens, and that's not a bad thing to look at. But I do expect Bobby Portis to play, and he looks like a very good value if he plays, and they say he's ready to play a load of minutes. Uh, Middleton is a guy to look at if you're not going Giannis. You want to get some exposure to this side of the ball. At seventy five hundred, I think that's fair price tag, but I'd rather get Giannis if I can, or or go lower with some of these um, nicer value plays. All right, the next game of the night we have the Detroit Pistons traveling to New York to take on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we have a two fifteen game total, which is the lowest on the docket, and the Nets are. A whopping 12-point home favorite. Uh, on the injury report, we have Nick Claxton, Kyrie Irving, Paul Millsap out. And the Pistons don't have anybody listed as of yet. We'll see if that changes. Um, but as of yet, there is nobody on the injury report for them. We'll go to the Detroit side of the ball uh, where we see nobody even hit that 7K mark. Uh Jeremy Grant is the highest-priced guy here at 6-7. So uh, we know we're getting some cheaper value here. And if this game can stay competitive, uh, well, it, it looks pretty good. I think um, Isaiah Stewart at 5-2, Grant at 6-7, who I just mentioned, those would be the guys that I'm leaning towards the most. Uh, we know that the, usually you can take advantage of the front court in Brooklyn. We did it last year. Uh, they've been playing a lot better in the front court this year. Hasn't been scoring as much, but I think Isaiah Stewart is a guy we can look at at 5-2. Uh, Kelly Olenek as well, but the $200 savings we get with Stewart, who hasn't really um, hit his peak yet. Hasn't been doing much. Only has one double-digit rebound game on the year. Only has three double-digit scoring games on the year. Uh, coincidentally, all of those are in separate games. But um, he's a guy that we were expecting a to be a nightly double-double threat. Hasn't really done that. Hasn't had the defensive impact as well. Uh, but at 5-2, I think we can take a shot that he turns things around against this Nets front court, who are going to be without Nick Claxton. We're going to be without Paul Millsap. That's going to be a lot of Blake Griffin. It's going to be a lot of LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Kevin Durant, I think. 
in the front court, and I think Isaiah Stewart can take advantage of the uh, the first two that I mentioned there. Cade Cunningham at three six. Um, I don't know how much he's going to be playing in his NBA debut, or I shouldn't say debut. Played last night, but um, first NBA back to back. But if he does, and he's going to get twenty minutes, he got nineteen last night. Three six. I mean, we're going to take a chance at him. He only shot one of eight from the field last night. Still grabbed seven rebounds, two assists, a block, uh, fourteen point fantasy or almost fifteen fantasy points. So he literally almost brought back value, making one shot from the field on uh, no free throw. So a lot to like in this kid's game. It's only going to go better. That price tag is going to rise. Uh, but right now, I think we can try and take advantage of it while we can. We'll see if he even plays though. Um, just coming back. They're not going to have to rush them. They're not going to want to rush this kid. Um, Trey Lyles, another guy. He's been getting minutes all of a sudden. Uh, he only played 13 in the last one, but been playing minutes in the teens. Has one over 20. Uh, but bring back decent value there. Another guy that if you have to go dumpster diving, I prefer Kate Cunningham for the obvious reasons and the obvious upside. But another guy you can look there if you want to go dumpster diving on a slate like this. Uh, but I think Grant... Stewart are in fantastic positions, uh, and Cade is a guy who's going to get a lot of exposure if he plays here at only 3,600, uh, the number one draft pick of the draft at only 3,600. A lot of people are going to like that uh, against Brooklyn, where whether they win big, lose big, uh, his minutes are safe. All right, now we'll go on over to the Brooklyn Nets, who obviously are led by Kevin Durant, James Harden. Um, a 10-5 price tag and a 9-9 price tag for Harden. Ooh, tough pill to swallow when you're looking at Detroit on the other side of the ball. Um, obviously, they can score in bunches, and they can crush this value on any given day. But they don't have to get run into the ground against Detroit. They should win this game handedly, um, so it does come with a little bit of risk. On a slate that has uh, a Laker team, on a slate that has Giannis, on a slate that has Dame, uh, hard to do it. But in GPPs, I can. Cash games, I'm a little bit more conservative on if I want to uh, start a, a Durant or Harden, knowing that this game can get a, out of hand very quickly. Um, that said, probably lean Durant. Harden got himself going, uh, but Durant has just been much, much safer it's only it's it's six hundred dollar difference, so it's not huge. Uh, but we know the the safer route is KD, even though Harden got going in the last one, uh, got to the free throw line to take nineteen free throws. So we did get those calls in the last one. Outside of those free throws, though, if he doesn't get the calls, um, he hasn't been bringing back value. Last game was the first game that he beat value, so uh, it's something to keep an eye on. But outside of that, uh, I think we can go right into the front court. I mentioned why we can go after them, but I think we can go to them as well. Uh, Nick Lax and Paul Millsap both out, meaning LaMarcus Aldridge may be the last man standing. Uh, 4800 very good price tag. The guy's been playing, starting to get his legs under him and playing a lot better. Uh, Blake Griffin going against his former team at 4-6. little extra motivation here. Um, hasn't done much of anything of note this year but at only four six against his former team on uh, two front court mates already out 
I think we could take a shot at him, hopefully bring back a vintage Blake Griffin game here. Uh, a GPP flyer for sure on Blake Griffin. And Bruce Brown, Joe Harris. I don't know why Bruce Brown's um, cost more than him. He didn't play in the first couple games, but he's finally getting back in the rotation. Four or five. I don't think the upside is there to go crazy. Uh, also a former team here. But um, I think we could look at him. Same with Joe Harris. Been playing over minutes in over the 30s. The upside isn't fantastic, but he can definitely bring back value at just 4-4. Four, four. I think that's super cheap. Uh, Patty Mills another guy, but I, I think if this game turns into a blowout, he is the first one to rest. A little bit older, not old, uh, not old by any means, but a little bit older, more of a veteran. Doesn't need to get thrown in there. They'll play Bruce Brown more. Uh, I do trust Brown and Harris both more, and both only a couple hundred dollars. Um, I want to take Blake Griffin, a shots at Blake Griffin the most out of that bunch, but Brown and Harris also offer solid value on a slate like this if you really just want to go stars and scrubs. All right, let's jump on over to the last game of the night. We have the Houston Rockets traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Lakers. We have a 224 game total, and the Lakers are a whopping 12.5 point home favorite. On the injury report, we have Daniel House, Garrison Matthews out, Kevin Porter Jr. as questionable. On the Lakers side of the ball, we have Trevor Ariza out, Taylor Horton Tucker out, Wayne Ellington questionable, and Anthony Davis. Uh, oh, Anthony Davis, LeBron James as questionable as well. Anthony Davis probable, I mean. Um, LeBron questionable, Kendrick Nunn out. So I'll say that again. We have Ariza, Tucker, Nunn out. Ellington, LeBron, questionable, AD, probable. Start with the Rockets on their side of the ball. Uh, a lot of it's going to hinge on Kevin Porter Jr. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? If he doesn't play, how are they going to roll out this lineup? Does uh, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, are they going to all start? Uh, it's, it's it's possible they start a, a bigger front court like that, let Jayshon Tate play some uh, point forward there. Jalen Green play some point guard. Eric Gordon have some point guard duties. Uh, we'll see exactly how they do it. They could start Armani Brooks. Uh, Going to be a little different. We'll see exactly what they do if Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't play. Uh, if he doesn't play, it changes things a little bit because then those three guys I just mentioned, Green, Gordon, Tate, they get a boost there. Uh, Christian Wood might get extra playmaking responsibilities as well. He gets a boost. We'll see exactly what happens, but unfortunately, it is the late 10:30 game tip-off, so we won't know in time. If Porter Jr. does play, though, at 6K, that's a rock-solid uh, price tag for him to potentially get going against a defense that flat-out has been one of the worst in the league so far. Uh, bottom, they're in the bottom tier of points given up. The Lakers are, so we can attack them at many different positions. Um, I think Christian would make sense if you did want to pay up, but the blowout nature, maybe they don't have to run them into the ground if they start getting blown out. Um, Jalen Green's, minute, <clears throat> Green's minutes should be safe. Eric Gordon's uh, potentially aren't, but a Porter Jr. rollout would make it a little bit safer. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is probably one of my favorite guys. On this team to attack, I think his minutes are safe. His role is safe regardless. No Kevin Porter Jr. only bumps him up. 
with Kevin Porter Jr., I still think 4-7 is a solid price tag. I don't have to worry about an in-game benching or uh, a blowout benching in here. I think his minutes in roll are safe regardless. Um, Alperin Sengen, a 4-2 guy we can look at. Again, it could be a potential blowout. Um, he played 24 minutes in the last game in a blowout, and he brought back 26 fantasy points. He took 12 shots and five rebounds, uh, a couple steals there. Not, no block shots, but it's something that we can expect. And if, if this turns ugly as well, we could see him top 20 minutes again for the just the second time of the season. And at only 4,200, I will take some shot, <clears throat> some shots at that. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting how the rotation sh- uh, shakes out with if Kevin Porter Jr. is rolled out. But uh, I think Tate and Sengen are my favorite too. And then I'll look. If Porter Jr. does play again, I, I do like him. Uh, at 6K, I think that's a very solid price tag for him. We know what he can do. It's only a matter of when he starts get to get going. And I don't think his minutes would totally be um, at risk in a blowout, even though he's coming and banged up. On the other side of the ball, we have uh, the big three. One of them is questionable. One of them is probable. One of them is not on the injury report altogether. Um, it's gonna Again, it's going to come down to who's in, who's out, what's going on there. If LeBron does play, AD and Westbrook also join him. Uh, not going to really look at any of them in this matchup. I think it could just get be an easy blowout. But nothing's, I guess nothing is exactly easy while they're getting used to each other. We saw them lose to the Thunder not too, a couple couple games ago. Uh, but again, I feel much safer going the Giannis route, going the Dame route, um, even uh, going the KD route. I think he's safer than these three guys. Similar blowout scenario, but uh, I mean, they're both home, those teams, but uh, KD is just a safer option of the bunch. You can take some chances in GPPs to separate yourself, but if they're all playing, very hard to do to trust anyone uh, to reach their full potential in a cash game, especially, uh, or in just general. I mean, it's, it's the Rockets. They are not the best of teams. So, um, and these guys, again, there's three superstars sharing the floor, getting used to each other. So, uh, something to definitely think about. Normal circumstances, I'd say, like Melo, but. They don't need him. If this game turns ugly, they're going to look for ways to get um, mellow limited minutes in this one. So I'm going to leave him out there uh, as of now. I think Malik Monk with Ellington questionable, none out still makes some sense at 3,700. He might find some garbage time minutes, get some extra shots here. He will be a guy that I'll take some GPP flyer chances on. Um, But that's pretty much it. Not really looking at the the Lakers, they don't have the young guns to throw in there in a blowout, um, which is which is just funny. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm mostly looking at Nut or Monk um, and leaving everybody else alone. Though if I have to take a chance on one of the big three, if they're all playing, I think Westbrook does make some sense here. Uh, it's a game to just get them going and not have to really worry about the repercussions because it's it's the Rockets. Um, and at 9,700, I mean, he could he could beat that. We know he can. And then we'll see what happens with LeBron. LeBron might get ruled out. And then Westbrook and Davis both become in very, very much uh, play for me. And I'll, I'll take Westbrook still in that scenario.
All right. That does it for today's slate. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this nice Sunday morning. And have yourself an awesome Halloween. It's the end of the Halloween weekend, but it's actually Halloween day today. So take care, enjoy, and we will catch you again tomorrow. All right. Peace. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.